to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Berwyn Mountains UFO Crash. I found this article on HiggyPop.com, and the title is Herwin Mountains UFO Crash, dated March 20th, 2017, if you're interested. The article begins, it's been called the Welsh Roswell, but over 40 years on, it's still not known exactly what happened in a remote part of North Wales, on the night of Wednesday, the 23rd of January, 1974. On an ordinary winter's evening in Wales, Marathonshire, an island mountain range, became the focal point of one of the UK's most famous UFO incidents. Now, if you go online, you can find some pictures of this area. It is uh, kind of a rolling, uh, almost mountainous area. Not like the Rocky Mountains, say, but more like maybe the Smoky Mountains in the southeastern United States. Very picturesque. The article continues, Just after 8.30 p.m., residents in Bala and the nearby villages of Corwin and Leandrillo and Leanderfell reported hearing something unusual, at least one, possibly two, loud explosions. The huge bang was followed by earth tremors and rumbling, which lasted for about five seconds. One witness described the sounds as being like a lorry running into a house. The villagers peering out of their windows and running out into the street to identify the source of this sound looked up to the Berwyn Mountains where they saw <clears throat> a mysterious white light above the mountains. The local police force were inundated with calls from eyewitnesses who believed the explosions and lights were the result of a UFO which had crashed into the side of Kader Berwyn. The official police logs mention receiving 999 calls of UFO from around 9 p.m. on the night it goes on to say there's been a large explosion in the area and there is a large fire on the mountainside. I can see the fire where I am. Okay, so obviously there's physical evidence and something happened here. That the, the residents of the small towns, uh, they suffer through this tremendous shaking like an earthquake. They go outside and they see the mountaintop lit up and they're reporting fires. One local, a retired nurse, Pat Evans, was concerned by the event and contacted the Gwynedd police. To start with, she was unable to get through as her switchboard was jammed with the emergency calls, but eventually she spoke to an officer who told her the disturbance was probably a plane crash. Pat, along with her two daughters, jumped into the car and headed for the mountains, dreading what she might find, but keen to offer any help she could. She said, We heard an almighty bang, and we live at the foot of the mountain. I thought it might have been a plane crash. Me, being a nurse, and my girls, being in St. John Ambulance, I thought we could help. As they drove along the B4391 toward the mountain, they climbed above the tree line, and Pat saw a large pulsating sphere glowing on the slopes of Cater Berwyn. Did you catch that? Pat saw a large pulsating sphere glowing on the slopes of Cater Berwyn. That's the mountain. She drove on for a few minutes, turning around and returning to the same spot to observe the phenomenon. Pat described the light as being a perfect circle. She later told press that there were no flames shooting or anything like that. It was very uniform, round in shape. 
Well, clearly, she hadn't seen an impact crater. She wasn't seeing a meteor. She wasn't seeing a plane crash. She describes this as a perfectly shaped sphere. The light was too far from the road to reach on foot, but Pat and her daughters watched as the sphere appeared to change color several times, shifting from red to yellow to white, while smaller lights like fairy light danced around and below it. This almost goes back to some of these plasma-type UFOs. That's what this reminds me of, where you have the smaller uh, balls of light surrounding the larger ball of light. And also, keep in mind, Pat's a nurse, so she's trained to observe things. It's very important for a nurse to be able to observe somebody's condition so they can help ascertain what's wrong with them, to render aid, whatever. So as an eyewitness report, I would have to rate someone like Pat, who is a trained nurse, and her two daughters, who apparently are EMTs of some sort, it sounds like. These would seem to me to be pretty good witnesses. And I would think of no reason why we should just doubt their account on this. Due to its remote location, the objects couldn't have got there by road, she said. It couldn't have got there any other way from being flown there, so it had to be a UFO, some UFO of some sort. I'm talking about something that could only have got there by flying and landing. Pat drove back to the village, but along the way encountered police officers and soldiers who ordered her away from the mountain to allow them to close the road. In the following days, there was a large police and military presence in the area. The road remained closed, and farmers were banned from working nearby land. Although searches were undertaken, the police say nothing was ever found on Cedar Burn that night. Well, how would we know if anything was ever found? I mean, when the military rushes in with law enforcement and closes the whole area down and won't even allow the farmers to tend to their ground around that area, then I find it hard to believe anything they say because they've immediately uh, locked the whole thing up. They put it they put it under lock and key. They've treated it like some sort of top-secret event. So how can we believe what the authorities say in the situation? The article goes on. Could this really have been a crashed extraterrestrial craft in northeast Wales? Well, the Ministry of Defense received five other UFO reports that same night. Three from the home counties, one in Sussex and another in Lincolnshire. Perhaps the most shocking claims from the Burren Mountains came several years later, several years after the incident, when a UFO researcher not only confirmed the event did occur as a result of crashed of a crashed UFO, but also claimed that the alien bodies were found in the site. Tony Dodd from UFO Magazine claims that information was leaked to him by an anonymous military informant. The informant claims he was put on standby standby several days before the night of the alleged crash. Soon after the event, he and his unit, compromising of four other soldiers, were sent to Landerfeld a village nearby the crash site, in order to collect two large oblong boxes and deliver them to a government military science park in Wiltshire called Portham Down. The informant claims that upon arrival at the base, the boxes were opened and they were shocked to see the dead bodies of two humanoid creatures, each about five to six feet tall and so thin they they looked almost skeletal. The informant went on to say the creatures were clearly not of this world. According to Dodd, his informant later rejoined other members of his unit who said they had also transported alien bodies to Porton Down, but say their cargo had still been alive. Comparisons were immediately drawn to the famous Rockwell incident in New Mexico in 1947, 
One newspaper called, labeled the event the, the Roswelsh Incident. So it goes on. What really happened at the Berwyn Mountains in 1974? A lot of witnesses of the events which took place on the 23rd of January 1974 have been misquoted, had their reports taken out of context, or simply didn't exist, their stories being fabricated. For example, Pat Evans is said to be furious over claims that she was stopped on the night by military personnel who were cordoning off the B-4391. This claim originated from a misunderstanding when she was first interviewed by a UFO researcher, but in interviews since, she's quoted as saying, we didn't see anybody on the road, even though there were various reports that we were told to go away by armed police and military, etc., which was all totally untrue. Well, that would make sense. I mean, it would take it would take the uh, military and the authorities a little while to arrive at the scene if they were going to close close the scene down and cordon it off. So it, that would make sense that she was actually able to get there before the authorities did because she was closer to the scene. Claims of a high police and military presence in the area on the night and following the incident also seem to be untrue and originate from the reports of just one article in the Border County's Advertiser. In fact, the police logs show that just three officers were sent to investigate the strange lights. But, if the explosion of lights weren't the result of a UFO crash or even a plane crash, then what was it? In 2010, the MOD released a report which states that the event was a rare combination of earthquake combined with sightings of an unusually bright meter. meteor. According to British Geological Survey, the tremor had a recorded magnitude of 3.5 on the Richter scale and was felt as far away as Liverpool, emanating from an epicenter at Bala Lake and Berwyn Mountains. Records kept at the Astronomy Department in Leicester University report that the, that the several unusually bright meteors were seen over the area that night known as bolide meteors, these differ from normal shooting stars as they are much brighter and longer lasting as they burn up in the atmosphere. But that still doesn't explain what Pat and her daughter saw on the hillside. It seems that while Pat was driving along the mountain road, the police were sent to investigate what they believed could be a plane crash were making their way up the mountain in a Land Rover they'd commanded from a local farm. But way up, partway up the mountain, the police were focused were forced to move a car belonging to a, a known local poachers who were also on the mountainside that night. Once past the obstruction, the police searched the area by torchlight. I think they mean flashlight. The timing suggests it's highly likely that, Pat what, that what Pat witnessed was the powerful light used by the poachers, which, were, which was powered by a car battery, and that she described as fairy lights moving around below the light, were probably the lights of the searching police officers. The MOD confirmed there was no UFO crash in North Wales that night, and to this day, the official webpage for the Porton Down says, no aliens, either alive or dead, have ever been taken to Porton Down. And that comes to us from, as I said, January 23, 1974. The problem is, with some of these older UFO accounts, um, as time goes on and as the years pass, the, uh, witnesses uh, die, uh, memories fade away, and we, we may never really know what happened. 
But what's easy to happen is, is for uh, debunkers, doubters, authorities, anybody with something to hide to come in and obfuscate the facts and to say, well, the the shaking that you felt was not a sonic boom. I mean, was not an earthquake. Was not a sonic boom, but it was an earthquake. Say, or the lights you saw were just a collection of meteors. Well, I think we've all seen uh, meteor meteorites fall, and to have that many large meteor meteorites come into that s- small of an area at one time would seem really, really unusual to me. And also, the nurse Pat seems to be pretty specific about what she saw. She says she saw a sphere, and that's a little bit different than saying, well, I think I saw a poacher's spotlight two miles away. So, to my mind, the mystery is still unsolved. What happened here was definitely, whatever it was, it was big enough to get the attention of a lot of people. Because you had houses shaking, stuff falling off the walls, and at the same time, you had this bright light appearing on the uh, top of the mountain, which a lot of people identified as a plane crash. Doesn't sound much like a meteorite, and if it was a meteorite, you, if it if it exploded above the Earth with that kind of force, you you would have expected uh, broken windows or possibly even a crater on the ground somewhere. So what we have here with this Burn Mountains incident, we we have we have all the evidence of a UFO crash as far as the impact goes, houses being shaken, the bright lights, people calling the police. But then in the meantime, what happens after that is what is where all of the facts get muddled out. Did the police come in? Did the military show up? And was there ever any actual physical evidence of a crash that happened? Possibly we'll never know. But until next time, this is UFO Warning saying over and out.